This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Pro-abortion forces are working to silence pro-life voices, especially in social media. The latest incident occurred earlier this month when Apple News banned LifeSite News from its news stream. LifeSite News, founded in 1997, is dedicated to recirculating important developments in the United States, Canada, and around the world. Their purpose is to provide balance and more accurate coverage on culture, life, and family matters than is usually given in other media. John Henry Weston is LifeSite News' editor-in-chief, and he's my guest on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now, today's Fast Track. In the wake of the shootings in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio during the weekend, an Alabama high school held a back-to-school worship service in its gym, praying for God's protective hand over school children and the nation, This despite being targeted by the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which accused the school board of violating the Constitution. Hundreds gathered at Fife High School in DeKalb County Sunday to pray for safety and protection as part of an annual back-to-school worship service that's been held for the last five years. The foundation called the event a clear violation of church and state, but because of the attention from the complaint, The small prayer gathering had more than 350 community members in attendance, a sizable increase from previous years. In addition to praying for the school children, pastors and faith leaders prayed for those involved in the weekend's mass shootings. Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys, representing floral artist Baronel Stutzman of Arlene's Flowers in Richland, Washington, will ask the U.S. Supreme Court to take up her case this after the Washington Supreme Court ruled against her last Thursday. The U.S. Supreme Court vacated the state high court's previous ruling against Stutzman and ordered it to reconsider her case in light of the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision. But without even holding an oral argument, the state court came back with the same result, repeating verbatim much of what it said in the original decision, rather than reconsidering the case as the U.S. Supreme Court had directed. Washington's highest court read the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision narrowly as possible, saying that the U.S. Supreme Court's condemnation of governmental hostility toward religion applies only to adjudicatory bodies and no other branch of government. As ADF attorneys explain, other U.S. Supreme Court decisions say exactly the opposite. In fact, Stetsman's argument that the state attorney general showed hostility toward religion is what caused the U.S. Supreme Court to send the case back in the first place. Louisiana Right to Life uncovered a pattern of what it calls institutional negligence at an abortion facility in Baton Rouge. This resulted in a serious complication for a woman earlier this year. During the incident, which took place March the 15th, the woman experienced excessive bleeding after an incomplete dismemberment abortion. Her blood pressure reached a low of 78 over 56, her speech became incoherent, and she was transported to a hospital where she was given four blood transfusions during the course of three days. Despite that intervention, the woman required a complete hysterectomy as a result of the botched abortion procedure. 
An investigation into the incident by the Louisiana Department of Health revealed that the Delta Clinic of Baton Rouge lacked basic emergency supplies on hand, such as IV fluid, medication, as well as medical equipment needed to treat the women suffering from abortion complications. World Liquor News Digest will be back right after these messages. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. What is it that you want to share with us? Call the KFUO comment line at 314-996-1542. Tell us what we're doing right, wrong, or just leave a message with your thoughts on why KFUO is important to you. What would you like to hear on KFUO to make your listening experience better? You can call us anytime at 314-996-1542. Thank you for listening and sharing your thoughts with KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. This is World Lutheran News Digest. This is Simirne Lutheranski Novosti. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Pro-abortion forces are working to silence pro-life voices. These forces have been especially successful in stifling pro-life messages on social media, claiming them to be hate speech or intolerant. The latest incident occurred earlier this month when Apple News banned LifeSite News from its news stream. Apple News is an app that's available on all Apple products, and it aggregates news content from many different sources. LifeSite News, founded in 1997, is dedicated to recirculating important developments in the United States, Canada, and around the world. The purpose is to provide balance and more accurate coverage on culture, life, and family matters than it's usually given by other media. John Henry Weston is LifeSite News Editor-in-Chief, and he's my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. Mr. Weston, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kip. Good to be with you. Mr. Weston, could you explain, uh, talk a little bit about yourself and about LifeSite News, who it is and what it is that you all do? Sure thing. So since about 1997, over 22 years ago, LifeSite News has provided pro-life, pro-family news to the Christian community throughout the world. We started off, uh, myself and Steve Jelsovac, just a very small entity, now with uh, over 30 reporters in uh, all sorts of countries all over the world. We are up to, uh, actually last month, with 10.6 million page views. So, praise God, we've been able to uh, reach many, many, many people with the truth on life and on family, hopefully to give honor to God and to encourage people to, you know, embrace the truth of uh, His truth on life and the family. 
Now, Apple News is an aggregator. Uh, it's a common app. In fact, I have an iPhone myself, and I use the Apple News app quite frequently. One of the options is that you can choose which sites you want to have aggregate. Now, I know you've been uh, lobbying, your organization has been lobbying Apple for some time to be part of that aggregate, and they agreed. Suddenly, they said no. What's going on here? Exactly. So we were back and forth with Apple for some six months or so. And then on July 22nd, uh, we, we were told that we've been approved and our channel was there and we could see it. We took us a few days to roll it out for to let everybody know. And we did that. We were very pleased to have another venue at which we could spread the truths of life and family. And uh, sure enough, it was only uh, a few days later uh, or a few days after our launch anyway, that, that Apple pulled back and without any explanation, and this is what really is killer, they wrote us to say that they had deleted all of our content from their platform and the only explanation they gave was that the LifeSite channel, and I quote, didn't comply with our Apple News guidelines and then they had a colon and then they said, channel content shows intolerance towards a specific group, end quote. And that's it. <laughs> no, no other information whatsoever, no explanation, no phone call, no back and forth, no nothing. And so we're still waiting for an explanation, but haven't got one. You've been in touch with Apple saying, what's going on here? Who have we offended? What specific group are we intolerant toward? Exactly. And not only that, now this is, gets very interesting because they, of course, this is a very public issue. The curtailing of free speech by big, big tech is huge. We've seen that with Facebook, with Google, and with Apple. And now, interestingly, what they, they did get back to us, but they said they would like to have an off-the-record conversation. And we told them, no, we want our conversation to be on the record because this is so important. And it's not only important to LifeSite. And that's what's really key. This is important to all Americans. In fact, because America leads the world, it's important to the whole wide world's freedom to allow big tech to crush the freedom of speech and even freedom of the, of the press sends very, a very chilling message to the world that they basically have a monopoly on all information and they will not allow for pro-life and pro-family information to get out there. And LifeSafe's been around 22 years, more than that, and we're used by leaders in the pro-life, pro-family community all throughout the world. We're not extreme, we're not... So, yes, we wear our bias, our pro-life bias on our sleeves every bit as much as CNN wears its pro-abortion bias, although it fails to label itself pro-abortion or even pro-choice in their own terminology. But we've been very clear, very upfront that this is our take, and, but we've been very measured in how we put things out, never going to any kind of extreme. So this is really an attack on freedom of speech based on their own narrow political view. I see it even a little bit further. Uh, I've heard a number of people say that the pro-life organization, any pro-life view is, of course, extremist. However, that is the official position of the Roman Catholic Church. It is the official position of the Southern Baptist Convention and, of course, of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. <laughs> these are, these mm -hmm. are mainstream groups. Most Americans are either members of, of one of these or, or, or allied groups that hold similar views. This is hardly extreme. It's a mainstream view. Exactly. And 
A mainstream view, however, that's being attempted to be sidelined by big tech, by big business. A lot of the folks with a lot of money have been pumping money into the arena of circumscribing or, or, or basically putting into the closet, if you will, in the modern terminology, a belief system which, which they disagree with. And they've made it so that even Christians today from all denominations feel somewhat shy in terms of coming forward with their beliefs in public, in terms of even living out their beliefs in politics, which they need to do. But they feel sort of shy or shy away from doing so because this massive pressure coming from big tech. And so we need to stand up now. Honestly, America needs to wake up. That sleeping giant needs to wake up and stand up for our God-given rights of freedom and freedom of the press as well, so that this curtailment of freedom of speech doesn't win the day. Not only have certain sites like your own been banned from, uh, from being on the aggregates, one of the movements that's going on now lately is something called demonetization, where they do not allow Amazon, uh, for example, I believe Google or uh, Facebook do this, where they can actually advertise, have ads on their sites, and this is one way to generate money. And uh, suddenly they've decided that certain groups cannot monetize using their site. Have you uh, experienced this or seen it in others? In others? Yes, we've seen it many times, not only from Google Ads, but also, and, and Facebook. We've also seen it even from sites like GoFundMe, the very popular, you know, funding channel to allow people to raise funds. They often do it when they have a sick child or whatnot. And that works, and it's a, you know, it's a great thing. Well, we've had to go to a secondary source called WonderWe, a similar platform that doesn't discriminate against Christians, against pro-family people, because we found GoFundMe was often curtailing those people like, uh, you know, uh, when there's a Christian baker who is going out of business because he refused to do a wedding cake for a, a same-sex marriage, and they try and do a fundraiser, certain organizations will refuse to allow them to have their fundraiser on their site, even though they're public sites. So again, this curtailment of not only free speech, it's really of Christianity, being able to live your faith out in public. And so we've seen that go on, and we need to stand up. One of the things that we've been doing on LifeSite to get the awareness up is we started a petition, a petition to Apple. And in one day, we have 20,000 signatures, and we're encouraging more people to sign up to show this protest to Apple. We know hundreds and hundreds of people have written to Apple because we have a feature there you're able to send a postcard through. So we can track uh, over 400 uh, postcards, I believe, have been sent to Apple already, but over 20,000 people have signed up. So we're really looking to have a strong voice to push back against Apple. And I know that Tim Cook, it, it, you know, the head of Apple, doesn't agree with the Christian standpoint on life or family, but that's that's not really relevant here. This is a huge channel, a huge platform, if you will, and if they're going to just basically restrict Christians or authentic Christians from that platform, at least say so publicly so we can have that public debate. You mentioned about this petition. Could you actually talk about the wording of the petition and how people can get involved with that, how they can locate the petition and, and sign it? Yes. So if they go to lifepetitions.com, that's L-I-F-E-P-E-T-I-T-I-O-N-S.com, they'll notice right on top is the petition 
Uh, It's basically entitled Apple News Bans Popular Pro-Life Site Without Warning. And, oh my goodness, right now, uh, I'm sorry I'm being um, not up to current information. There's 45,000 signatures on it right now. We are looking at, I mean, basically it tells the story of what's happening. It's a petition to Tim Cook saying that, you know, the signees are disappointed and disturbed uh, by their decision to ban LifeSite from Apple News and uh, that it's censorship and it seems to be Apple is showing intolerance here towards the millions of people who rely on LifeSite for pro-life and pro-family news. Now, the thing is, it's funny, in their wording, they said we showed intolerance. But isn't that the, you know, the epitome of uh, their nonsense because they're claiming intolerance while being intolerant of the Christian standpoint on life and family issues. Not only that, they refuse to say who you're being intolerant for. (laughs) Exactly so. So we're still waiting to find out exactly what it is. But I'm, I'm very thankful that people have signed on and come to show that they will not stand for a you know, curbing of free speech, a curbing of Christian free speech in society. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a bit, if you'll pardon that little <laughs> that little twist of phrase. <laughs> uh, the Constitution is very specific that government cannot impose censorship. However, Apple and other organizations are privately held companies. And does that apply to them? It could. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Once they get a monopoly on the on coverage, which they seem to have here, there is a there is a mode where the government can say, "Hey, you want to be such a huge player? We're going to have some regulations, some rules. Otherwise, we're because Apple also exists on the on the basis of the networks that are out there, some of which are held by other corporations. There's enough people who are willing to tell Apple, "No way." Uh, and their shareholders can see the public backlash, then they will do what needs to be done. Government also might take a role. Already there, there are talks about curbing some of the big tech monopolies because they're becoming so overwhelmingly powerful. We have to remember, too, these entities are affecting governments. We already saw the report that they're affecting elections. Just Facebook and, and Google can affect elections just by what they allow in terms of search engines because they're almost universally used. Apple News trying to curtail what news people can see can also affect elections directly. So there's a very grave danger to uh, free elections with, with having them have monopoly and then deciding to curb things or tilt things even uh, in favor, obviously, in their minds, in favor of the Democratic Party. So these are very concerning things. They're things that we have to think about in a new sort of way because we're having such mega companies with mega monopolies. That's an interesting point that you raise. Uh, The news media as a whole seems to be flipped toward one particular side. There are some exceptions, of course. But I think we're seeing this increasingly, both in the mainstream media as well as we are on social media as well. And I know it uh, seems to be cause for concern. Absolutely so. You, you will see, for instance, and look to other countries. For instance, your neighbors to the north in Canada have a basically fully controlled media monopoly so that ever, every single major television uh, news channel is along the anti-life, anti-family side, supporting of 
a liberal stance. And that's why, for instance, in Canada, your, uh, the, the, the conservative party, so-called, is not conservative on life and family issues at all. In fact, they were supportive of same-sex marriage and of abortion up to and including the, the day of birth, all at taxpayer expense. And that's from the conservative party as well as the liberal party. So you have a monopoly uh, and in terms of the media, what's allowed. There, were, there, were, there was one uh, uh, sort of conservative news channel that was um, ousted in Canada and refused accreditation by the uh, regulators of, of television in Canada, and therefore we have no mainstream uh, news, television news services in Canada. So therefore, outlets online like LifeSite News, which has been now 22 years providing this service for people, are essential, especially in those places where there is no access to um, conservative news media uh, in any way in a public forum. Fortunately, they are accessible on the Internet, even. Uh, but you pointed out a lot of the search engines won't point to you. You've got to actually know where the site is to, uh, to get it. This, I think, is a concern as well. They do control the searches. That's right. And we saw that big time with the elections. This is the one thing that has been being paid attention to is the alarm. And it should be an alarm because the Trump administration is looking at this because they can see full well the danger of having Google, which is basically almost like a universal search engine at this point, um, having being able to direct traffic and drive traffic to certain places and things which present either the Republicans in a negative viewpoint and or just make people not know about them at all. In other words, their own candidates and whatnot. So it's very concerning indeed the crush on freedom and, you know, elections as well that, that is possible here. Um, so it, that's why this is so important to get out there right now. As I said, not only for LifeSite News, but also for freedom in general. Well, we've seen a number of whistleblowers recently from, uh, from Google and other organizations that say that have mentioned, for example, there will be uh, human moderators who will completely ban particular sites or particular points of view. Uh, there was one case just recently where it turned out that the word Christian was considered offensive and, was ta- and uh, would not be allowed. Yes, the, these things are absolutely unbelievable. And it harkens back to, I mean, people should have heard of by now the kind of animosity that's present in Silicon Valley, where most of this takes place. And a really anti-Christian mindset, because it's a mindset that's so given to being pro-abortion, or, or as they would call it, pro-choice, uh, and, and pro-same-sex marriage, or, or LGBT, or whatever they would call it, that it's become itself a kind of a religion. And that religion of secular humanism, if you will, is really an intolerant religion. It is a religion that would like to make converts out of all people and will, will you know, really harm the freedom of other religions so that, un- unless, of course, they adopt their creed. And the creed seems to be right now that you must accept the, you know, LGBT agenda as well as the agenda for abortion. So... It is, it's an unbelievable thing, but it's not only in those areas. We, we are experiencing some of the most invasive things we've ever seen 
Apple has just or not apologized, but said they wouldn't be doing it because we also had a whistleblower from Apple telling us, yes, uh, it's a regular part of their job that sometimes in the back end they will hear people having private conversations, uh, conversations with their doctors about their medications, uh, having relations between husband and wife because they're doing routine sort of Siri uh, uh, kind of listening in. These things are real. They, they, they seem like they're out of nightmares, uh, you know, future dystopian nightmares, but they're actually happening now. And so we have to be very cautious about these new developments, and we really have to take them into consideration. And one of the things that we really need to do is speak up. If we sit by idly and let this happen, then it will be on our children and our children's children that they will have no freedom no ability to express their views as Christians in society and no ability to really be in the marketplace in, in a free kind of a manner. Well, once again, we're uh, running, uh, starting to run out of time a little bit, but what I would like to do is to let the audience know how they can access your site, what they can learn from your site, and how they can be active in getting their voice out there. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Kip. So first of all, our site is lifesitenews.com, L-I-F-E-S-I-T-E-N-E-W-S.com. You will find their news every single day about what's happening on life and family all around the world. We've got three different sites, one for the U.S., one for Canada, one for the world, and uh, there's actually a Catholic portion as well for all sorts of different interests. We publish about 20 to 30 stories a day every day, and so there's tons of information there. You're able to drill down to get to the meat of what's actually happening, see the actual views, and sometimes interact. We will often publish uh, email addresses, phone numbers, or, or things like that, so you can actually take an active role on what's going on. And again, the petition site to where the petition is about Apple News is on lifepetitions.com, L-I-F-E, P-E-T-I-T-I-O-N-S dot com, and it's the Apple News petition there. I should also mention really quickly that you can sign up for LifeSite News to receive it in your email every day. Which I have done, by the way. I want to uh, thank you very much for for talking about this. This is an insidious problem, and it's one of those things I think a lot of people may not realize because they don't see it. And I think it's a very difficult thing to overcome. Mr. John Henry Weston, exactly. you are the editor-in-chief of LifeSiteNews.com. Thank you very much for being on the program, and let's hope that we hear from Apple in the not-too-distant future. Thank you so very much, Kip, and to all your listeners, may God bless you. And to you. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.